This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those of participants is not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to this episode of Edutech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. I am one of your hosts, David Henderson. Greg Moore. And I'm Jeff Medlock. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, we... Uh, uh, today, um, we're going to kick some things off with uh, some of the news happening in and around education and uh, technology and education around the country. And then we're going to uh, jump online with our special guest, Kevin Honeycutt. Uh, and later in the show, we're going to feature a piece of his music. He, he doesn't know that. He just found that out <laughs> yeah, just now. Exactly. So we're going to feature uh, a piece of uh, his music and uh, hope, uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy it. And uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. And signing on and joining us this afternoon. Can I hit the news? Or you want me to hit the? Am I hitting the news? Or are you hitting the news? Uh, I'll tell you what. Let me let me lead things off. Because you're um, the one that did the first meeting uh, with the uh, State Department on the new testing stuff. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, yesterday morning, the uh, Arkansas Department of Education Department of Student Assessment uh, held a webinar to kind of give us an update as to what's going on with testing. Uh, essentially, there's a commissioner's memo that came out. Those of you in Arkansas following along, that is commissioner's memo LS16003, and it sets the testing calendar. Basically, what it says is that the window for computer testing is going to be April 11th through May 13th, and then the window for paper testing is April 18th through the 29th. And yes, there is going to be paper testing, um, that's going to be under very, very special circumstances. Basically, the gist of the um, meeting yesterday said that, you know, for the most part, the schools in the state, we did online testing last year. Most of the schools did. I think they said it was 95 or 98 percent of the districts that did online testing. So no excuse not to do it this time around. And then those who didn't should be prepared because the reason why they got a waiver last year was because they weren't ready 
theoretically, they got ready in the meantime, right? So um, what's interesting, what I thought was kind of interesting was the list of things that are no longer going to be in, uh, going to be tested is pretty extensive. Um, we will no longer have benchmark science in Arkansas, no park assessments at all throughout the year or otherwise. Um, the ACT Aspire Agreement also does away with the Explore test, <coughs> the PLAN test, the plan as it's called, VUAA, and EOC exams. So we're not going to have Algebra 1, Geometry, or Biology end of course exams anymore. So I, it's, the, it's, it's a major change in the way we've been doing testing in the state. Well, and so has it been decided? I'm sorry, I'm out of the loop. Yep. ACT or PARC? It is ACT. Okay. Uh, technic, or more, more specifically, it is the ACT Aspire. Okay, so it's a whole new registration program then, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's, it's a whole new registration program. Uh, there, uh, the State Department is actually working with Pearson. Now they're both owned by Pearson, so, wow. um, you know, there's that. Uh, but uh, they're working with Pearson to figure out exactly what needs to be done in order to get the students and teachers into the system, what it's going to look like in order, uh, in terms of... Um, uh, that testing environment, how we do sessions, all that kind of stuff that cool. we went through last year, what's it going to look like this yeah, year? Yeah, so, you know, we so. used all iPads and the TestNav app, so we'll still be able to use the TestNav app, so that shouldn't be an issue then, should it? Uh, if if they're still using that. I, I, don't, I, I haven't looked at the test itself to see if that's the same environment or not. When you find out we need to take a road trip, I'll get my baseball bat. <laughs> we'll take a look at that. Um, uh, the other big change, um, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but another big change for testing is uh, this, this time when we test, it's by grade level. So all ninth graders, all 10th graders, all 4th graders, they're testing by grade. Subject area has nothing to do with it now. So that's, that kind of got things a little uh, shaken up yesterday during the webinar because, you know, previously we had done Algebra 1 students together or geometry students. So now um, we are going to um, just test by grade level and um, what's going to happen there is if you have students who are in ninth grade, they, they may or may not have... Uh, taken a particular course, but they're going to be tested on it. So there was some concern about that. Um, but uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see, you know, how that develops. Um, and then just uh, FYI, um, they will be doing training for testing coordinators and technology coordinators in the fall. And then test administrators and kind of catching everybody else up, there will be continued training in the late fall or early spring. So that's what we got as far as uh, testing goes. That's cool. Um, you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Make sure you want to check us out. You can also chat with us live. Uh, we've got Kevin Honeycutt coming up here in just a little bit. i uh, going to chat with him, have a nice conversation. Um, if you want to, check us out on the web, edutechguys.com. That's a great place to find it. all of our latest blog uh, postings and uh, all of our shows. So if you want to listen to the past six episodes, you can catch up on that site also. Um, uh, back to the news. Uh, one thing that happened, uh, we discussed on the last show last week was um, E-Rate, uh, the state of Arkansas had sent us an email concerning the, the new and improved AppScan network. That's the new and improved <laughs> AppScan network. And um, the fact that uh, certain things were happening. Well, um, all of the state's uh, E-Rate um, 
platforms have been tied up with USAC and the, and the FCC or USAC uh, due to the fact that uh, there's all this going on with some stuff with CenturyLink and some stuff with uh, the way that the state is defining how we're going to receive uh, bandwidth. One of the things are that we were told that uh, we couldn't have two um, connections that we would have to get it if we would have to get it through AppScan. Um, just a little bird told me that uh, a lot of the E-rate consultants are saying that's not the way that the law reads with USAC, and so our, a lot of a lot of schools in the state of Arkansas use E-rate consultants to handle their information. So we're all getting some really interesting uh, information uh, about that. So if you're listening, you're in the state of Arkansas. Yes, the forms, uh, the applications, for ones have been held up due to a CenturyLink problem. It's not a problem with CenturyLink. It's something to do with the way the bids went out. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it's been held up due to the way the ruling's going to go down, I believe. So that's just kind of got us hung up there. Um, um, David, I, didn't you have something about the new uh, superintendent of schools for Boston? Um, yeah, uh, I was uh, reading over uh, some things and uh, came across the this uh, article about uh, Tommy Chang, who is the new superintendent of schools in Boston. And uh, now he just started July 1st, and he's already come out with the first 100-day plan for school. Um, so, you know, start the job two weeks ago, he's up, raring to go, and uh, he wants to have a curriculum audit done at the high schools. Um, also wants to develop a financial plan to stabilize the district and wants to update technology uh, at the high schools, among uh, some other things. So uh, that's, that's looking uh, very interesting, some uh, neat uh, things happening there in the Boston school area. Last week, we spoke with Kimberly Wright, who works in the El Paso School District. And on this past Monday, the two largest El Paso uh, ISD employee associations said that they are going to support a new measure that allows for local taxes to be used to help raise money for the district. The voters get to decide in early August whether they agree with it or not, uh, but part of the new tax arrangement helps boost the salary schedules for teachers and staff in the El Paso ISD, plus they will get rain, uh, raises ranging from 25 to 3.5% depending on their position and, and I don't know what other factors, but uh, in fact, it may be positional. Um, but they've got about 1,600 employees. So if this passes, that's a big boost for the uh, El Paso ISD. So that's cool. And then um, the last thing that, that I've got that I want to throw out there. Come on, you got to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I know everybody's chomping at the bit wanting, wanting to get Kevin online. All right. Um, We're dropping listeners. But <laughs> uh, now listen here. I'm doing the news. Definitely. But, uh, I, and I find this very interesting, and um, I, I did not tell uh, Kevin that I was going to drop this on, so I don't know, he, he may or may not address this, but um, last week in Kansas, the State Board of Education approved a measure that allows non-certified instructors to teach in six special districts known as Innovation Coalition uh, Districts. Um, Frankly, Kansas has had a mass exodus of certified teachers uh, heading for surrounding states and elsewhere. Heck, every state's um, had a mass yeah, exodus. Yeah, you know, <laughs> well, teachers. and uh, the thing is that they're looking at using non-licensed instructors in the public classroom. Now, Arkansas has a program that's now called Apple. It used to be called uh, NTL, non-traditional licensure. Now it's called Apple, which is the Arkansas Professional Pathway to Education Licensure. Um, but essentially, it allows people who don't have a degree 
to, I mean, don't have a teacher certification to become certified in order to teach in education. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what, um, if, if he would like to address that, how, how Kevin might see that happening. He's, Kevin uh, happens to, he serves on uh, the local school board uh, in the community that he lives. So this, uh, although it doesn't necessarily have a direct impact, that may be something that we bring up. Then again, maybe not. Maybe he'll just skirt the whole thing. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's jump ahead to that right now. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. We're coming to you live from Hope, Arkansas. Uh, I want to thank the Hope Public Schools and the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op for letting us do this every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. We've been really lucky that every episode we've had, uh, you know, a superstar of the ed tech world on it, to us. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I know that. That's a that's a bunch of us nerds out there, but you know what? Nerds have heroes too. And um, uh, but today we got, in our opinion, probably one, hopefully the best show we've done all season. Not to knock the other people that we've had on here, yeah, but um, uh, good job, good yeah, job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna let David uh, introduce uh, Kevin Honeycutt. Uh, I, I just I, I have to say I met Kevin um, probably about ten years ago. Um, uh, my director Phoebe Bailey had seen him somewhere. I don't even know where. Uh, and asked him had, had to come in to, uh, to lead a group of uh, education, uh, of educators, as we were learning how to integrate technology and that type of thing. And uh, he came in and um, did the keynote and did a couple breakout sessions and um, instantly became uh, friends. And um, I, I see him as absolutely one of my, my, my mentors. Um, I, I wouldn't be doing this right here if, if he wouldn't, you know, if he hadn't pushed to say, you know, you guys should be doing something. You yeah. should be doing now this. Now, the moment yeah, I started um, following him on Facebook, that's why we're doing this. Welcome, Kevin. I hope yeah, you're here. So, okay. Kevin Honeycutt, that's an awful introduction, and I apologize, <laughs> but, but uh, just awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so you bring those questions, um, you know, because I want to talk to you as a school board member, too, um, because, you know, we're all living in this reality right now where we're trying our best to preserve great education against some pretty tough odds in some cases. Um, we had a board meeting night before last, and so this is pretty fresh in my mind, all of these realities, and there's more realities on top of what you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, well, I... If it's good with you, can it's okay to go ahead and start with that? I mean, I know it's not necessarily what we had planned to start with, but uh, I mean, it is fresh on everybody's mind. It's it's fresh what's going on, uh, especially in your neck of the woods. I mean, you're in right. Kansas. Yeah, it bothers me. I'm going to talk sort of personally and professionally. I guess I'll mix them up. I always have. Um, when you chip away at the profession, um, the years it took us to get certified and the money we spent, and you make an assumption that anyone can walk off the street and teach. Um, you basically undervalue what we, what we do. Um, and I think there are people who think that anyone can walk in and teach. And what they're going to find out, and I feel kind of sorry for some of the practitioners who try that. And I know some who have. Who've walked in to the, with the teeth of the classroom. Because if you don't know what you're doing, those kids will hand your butt to you pretty quick. And you'll get humbled. The problem is, in that process of people who aren't really prepared, is that kids are wasting educational opportunity while we experiment with this, this thing. What I want to say is, guys and girls, it would be nice if you trusted those of us who chose to get a degree, you, cho you, you trust your doctor, 
You don't bring in a mechanic and say, hey, you worked for Midas. You could probably do my open heart surgery. Um, um, so why would you treat our profession that way? Um, and I think it's, again, this chipping away at and undervaluing this thing that we do. So I'm really passionate about that because I don't know a whole lot of lazy teachers. I know tired teachers. I know overworked teachers. I think that sometimes these people who seem to be against us, can you still hear me? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I heard that ping, and I thought yeah, Red yeah, October. Sorry. Is Red October, Red October on this? Yeah, so that's right, one, one ping only. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what we got to do is stand up, and I don't mean get ugly, but I think we have to tell our story better. We have to make sure people understand that we're professionals and that it took a long time to get to be as good as we are. I, I'm not against helping people who want to come to the profession in, in oblique ways. I'd love to help them. I just don't want there to be a core group of people out there that are selling to the public that anybody can walk into a classroom and be an effective instructor. I think that's dishonest. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. I always say you, you don't get your third year, grade year back. You know, you only get to do third grade one time. And if we right. start bringing in people that really don't understand what we do as teachers in education, we're going to waste a whole lot of kids' time. Now, I'll be the first person to tell you that college did not prepare me for the classroom 100%. You know, 70% of what I did in the classroom, I learned on the spot because most colleges are 10 years behind the curve. But but that 30% they did teach me was invaluable uh, as I made my way down those uncharted waters. Um, and if I'd have walked off the street with none of that preparation and all the passion in the world, I think I would have gotten killed. Um, so, so again, I, I, I really think it's important to value the teachers we have, the commitments they've made. Um, and when you're looking for ways to save money, you know, if you're looking to dump teachers, um, I don't think you're looking very hard. Right. I, I, so, so that's a big deal. It's been a big deal here in Arkansas for some time. And I think what's interesting is, is that I, I love to, to have other people in from outside. I was a band director for 15 years. So, you know, I, when I came out, I was green. I could play an instrument and I could play lots of instruments and that kind of stuff. But the first time you stand in front of kids, you go, now, what did my high school chemistry teacher do to make everyone be quiet? Or, you know, what was that yeah. I don't think they have that experience and know how to hone that task. If you're going to create a pathway for people to come in off the street and bring expertise, then create a pathway. But don't replace you know, the classroom teacher with that, with that apparatus. I think if you want to create a career in tech ed course where people from professions come in, that's fine. You know, that's fine. They, yes. they, were, they yes. work... They work daily in a factory, and they, they have the most fresh data on what it's like to be in, be in an industry. Um, but, but to try to wholesale, I, I don't want to try to wholesale replace this profession because I believe we know what we're doing, um, and everyone in the world has an opinion, and so many of them get to have their opinion while we have to do what they say. Right. I, I think what we need is more power. I think we need to seize the reins of this profession and say we know what we're doing, we're not asking anymore because when we asked, we got some bad answers. So here's what we're going to do. And then one thing we can do is shine a light on the things that are working. I think there's too much light shined on the things that are perceived as not working. We've got to talk louder. We've got to live out loud in this profession or we're going to die quietly. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's a, it, it's, it's, a, it's an honorable death. <laughs> So uh, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. That was. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, you know me. Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey. So let's jump into it. Uh, I got to tell you. Yesterday, I got my stuff from Jamstick. I just want to tell you, 
Uh, I wouldn't have known about Jamstick, Jamstick, if I hadn't, you know, been following you. But they sent me some a ton of promotional stuff and a T-shirt and stickers, and so, uh, yeah, pretty excited about it. And I have made yeah. so much better peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with the Jamstick. Yes, exactly. yes, with the Jamstick. Shut up, Greg. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Podstock this last week. Last week? Yeah. Uh-huh. Last uh-huh. week. Yep. Just so wrapped it up. I caught some of the uh, I saw, caught some of the Jam sessions. So, how was it? Was it as exciting as it looked like it was? Yeah, it's an amazing conference. Um, this is my my baby because I had this idea that if we had a conference and invited the Jedi's, the people we meet out in the field that we think are amazing, all to one conference, uh, what would that be like? And that's what Podstock is. It's 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 the other believers, it's the other zealots, the people who typically get beat up daily for their innovative ideas. Giving them three days to hang out with other Jedi's and just rebelieve is powerful. Um, the kind of things you see there, I mean, the kind of friendships, these lifelong friendships that, that, that happen. These sessions are great. They're wonderful. It's those side conversations. You know, the best conferences are like that. It's the hallway conversations that right. are the meat of the matter. Um, and the crazies who come and realize, maybe I'm not so crazy. Or maybe there are more of me than I thought there were. <laughs> maybe I'm okay. Because if you go back and believe for a year, you know, when you're leading kids and you're taking them in the right direction, um, it's important that we we help sustain you, you know. So that's kind of what that's all about. And it was as good as any conference we've ever done before. I think the pre-conference maker event was off the hook, just amazing. People came in with creativity, and Ginger Lumen sort of ran that whole thing, and she's amazing at doing these things. Um, it was just amazing. <laughs> the energy was was great. That led right into the conference, which, you know, we do these evening music events, Um Tweetwood Mac was there opening night, you know. That's awesome. Um, and Tweetwood's starting to do more more gigs. It's it's kind of amazing as we go out there. We did the awesome. Hard Rock Hard Rock Cafe in Philadelphia at ISTE. Oh my gosh, we're starting to get legit. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit scary. Yes, we yes. Have, we have a set list we could actually play, and we still get people on stage to do karaoke. We still want to confirm, and make sure nerds have the rock star moment they deserve, um, and uh, all those things. Uh, happened there of course and uh just it's just a fun culmination of uh, of a year's worth of meeting people getting them all home again to the mothership you know well and one of the things that that i just it blows me away because i i know this may come as as a shock to some folks but i'm I'm, i tend to be very introverted and and (laughs) in my shell and i don't mind going and hanging it out but don't don't you know don't drag me into things and kevin is he will drag you into things. And so, <laughs> and so I, I mean, it, it was like the very, I can't remember where we were. Um, it may have been something in hot springs maybe or something. I can't remember. Anyway, we're at some conference and, and you had just gotten some new, uh, some new gadget that you were playing around with, which that I'm sure you, you know, attached to some other, uh, other non gadget type piece of equipment, traditional, as you call it, uh-huh. um, traditional and digital mixed together. And and I just I just remember you uh, you know you were like hey I I know you you come up here on stage and, and I'm up there <laughs> tapping on the drums on my iPad you're jamming with the guitar somebody else was playing something else on on, on an iPod I think at that point I don't know but yeah. but all of that to say that you know, what I think you guys do in terms of that grabbing people like you said you know giving nerds a chance to kind of rock out it, it's awesome just because. I mean, you know, really, if you know Kevin, you don't you don't get a choice, you know, you really don't. It's you're going to come up here and you're going to do this, and 
you're going to make a fool of yourself, and so what? You're going to have fun doing it. It's so, it's so you know, cool. It is you, so you, cool. You say I dragged you, but you had roller skates on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> most, most people want to. I think that what you're doing is saying, guys, we got a role model that will take a chance. If we don't do that, we're dead. We've got to do that in front of our kids, too. That admit we don't know everything and have fun learning anyway. That's really the secret sauce behind these things. These things I do aren't accidents. They're sort of soft ways to approach something that's a bit hard for people, trying sure. something they haven't sure. tried before. That's hard. So if you make it fun, and, and on the record there's a picture of it happening, you can't go back from that. You pretty much are confirmed. Once we had the picture, yeah, that's, <laughs> you signed a contract, that's, baby. That's right. There it is. <laughs> it's very sneaky, but it's my, my way. My Trojan horse way of getting change to happen is sneaking in under the radar rather than pointing at you and saying you're wrong. Right. We just yeah. kind of have fun and talk about what right might look like. Well, and, and I think it also goes really well with um, your, uh, you know, hook them and cook them philosophy. I mean, it really does. You know, you find something that, and I don't. You have an uncanny way of reading an audience, and you know, I've been to multiple things that you've done now, and you really do. You have an uncanny way of of reading an audience and and finding that kind of underlying. How can I get in and hook them? And then by the end, we are we're cooked. We are we you know we we're <laughs> drinking the Kevin Kool Aid, and we are you know ready to launch off and do what we want to do and get all excited and. It, it's it's uh, it's it's fun to be a part of. It's it's don't, very don't interesting that, to watch. But it's it's it's. Don't you think the best teachers do that every day? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah, so to right. me, I think as a speaker, you got to you got to allow yourself to be the teacher you used to be, yeah. you know, and, and 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 paint a picture that's that's worth becoming a part of instead of giving a kid a list of things they're supposed to memorize. Um, I think most great teachers would be great presenters. Um, because they're just they make learning irresistible or they try to you know right. so is that the, is that the response you get from a lot of people that do that that hey I, I went back and I put on a show every day and I let the kids be part of that show you know let them be who they wh who's trapped inside is that kind of the feedback you're getting from your, your workshops that's your what I want to get it takes a while for people to give themselves permission to, if you watch spinal tap it takes a while for people to know that their amp goes to 11 <laughs> most people live at 7 and they don't even get it to 10 I don't know why they don't give themselves permission to be fully themselves I think to be vulnerable in front of a group is the most powerful place to be I think to be an expert is dangerous and these days especially because expertise man it the freshness date for expertise is gone 24 hours try to write a book about web 2.0 by the time it's printed it's obsolete right. so if you're if you're if, if you're setting everything up on expertise I think it's a losing battle if you set up everything on vulnerability come learn with me mm -hmm. um, and that you're allowed to fail in fact we want to fail so we can autopsy failure I think that's the place that I'd rather live. Um, and now, not everyone likes this. There's a cult of expertise out there that finds me wanting, that I'm not up there telling them exactly how it should be because that's what they do. But they're killing people with this. Right. You know, yes. that my favorite my favorite line from the movie A River Runs Through It, he's talking about his father with regard to fishing. And he says, my father was of the opinion that any man that didn't know how to properly catch a trout should ever be allowed to disgrace a trout by catching one. Do you, do you hear the arrogance in there? Yes. And I think there are people who say the only people that should be allowed to use an iPad are the ones who have gone through the sanctioned training and do it yes. exactly like Apple said you have to do it. I resent the straitjacket. 
I don't think it makes room for creative people who come to these things from different angles and do it every bit as well, just not by the rules. Uh, I think the rules are suspect these days. They change daily. I think the only thing left is how do you learn best and what can we do with that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, the thing that I would love to do with you is a Prairie Home Companion type show where that's, that's the conference piece is that it's broadcasting live, but the show is the whole show. You know, Tweetwood Max there. Uh, you're bringing people up doing the whole thing, and we do the whole thing with two devices. So the teacher can understand, hey, guess what? You can do the same thing in your classroom mm-hmm. with, with an Android or a, right. a Google Chromebook or an iPad. Right, right. And, and, and we, we, on purpose, we break things on purpose. I used to do this with my high school students. I would unplug the web every now and then just because don't, don't use anything as a crutch. Uh, you know, everything should be a tool. So what if the web goes down? What was your, you didn't have a plan? Uh, what if suddenly the app doesn't work because for some reason they went bankrupt and there's no support? That was the only plan you had? I want to think more like MacGyver. So what yes. you're saying there, I don't just want to do that. I also want someone messing with things so that we have to improvise constantly because I think that's the new way to think. The person that can improvise based on the new tools that were invented and the ones that went away because Google decided to discontinue without telling any of us. Right. And suddenly that, <laughs> that, that button's gone. And you were going to tell 300 people how to do that today. And we better learn how to unclench our, 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 our sphincters and, and kind of <laughs> relax a little bit and role model that for kids. You know, I think when we get uptight, they see that and they start to get uptight. And there's no reason why they should get uptight. We, I think it's okay that we'd be a bit like MASH doctors inventing new surgery in the time of, of need. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all this need and opportunity and we're still using one scalpel. Come on, people, we can do better than this. There are new, there are new instruments invented every day. And I think, you know, as a leader in, within the group, you want to anoint a certain amount of people within that group, the ones who are just always looking. I want to give them superpowers so they can go bring to us what they just found with that one tweet you know, because something was invented last night that we absolutely need. For instance, if then. Do you guys use if then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I think we need to have an if then conference because if then, you know, is primary computer language, right? If this, then that. It's gate language, you know, from zeros and ones. But I also love the idea that you can make your life work for you. If an email comes from this person, then it triggers this on my calendar. Sure. I could automate my life and stop working with minutia. I think if then <laughs> is life software. What else is like that? And how can we start to use that so we stop doing, you know, first and second level tech support and we can get to what we really want to do and need to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I hear what you, you know, I wish teachers were put in that place every day where, okay, this doesn't work. I've got to find another route to it so that in their bag of tricks, no matter what happens every day, hey, that's okay, kids. I got six other ways to get that apple out of that tree. Don't worry about it. Or, and the kids learn from that. You know, that's the big thing. Well, and not only that, but what what if what if uh, I don't have those six other tricks in my bag? It doesn't matter. Hey, hey, kids, this is what I had planned. This didn't work. You help me. You know, uh, how do you think we should approach this? You know, I I've, think I've got the content knowledge. You know, so so that's covered. I'm, you know, I know what it is that I need you to learn or want you to learn, but you know. The students themselves could help 
with the right. how do we learn? You know, what are we going to use to so learn? So what are we bringing the kids to the conferences? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. When are the kids I mean, coming yeah. to the right. conferences? And this yeah. is what the maker event's all about. You know, when Ginger Lumen does a STEAM maker, students and their teachers come. And the teachers are not allowed to be the experts. They're not allowed. I think you need to manufacture that. I don't know how can we do it together. It, the, the danger in teaching is you want to be codependent. You don't mean to, but you got into it to be a savior. They raise their hand, and you come over and solve their problem, and it feels good. <laughs> we got to get. We got to be okay with with saying, "Ah, oh, I wish I knew how to do that." What would you do? And that feel just as good as solving their problem, because in my opinion, when you solve their problem, you unwrap their Christmas presents for them. Right. 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 These are their presents to unwrap. And so I think sometimes we have to pretend we don't know so they can show us a solution we never even thought of. Mm -hmm. Maker forces that issue in the way Ginger Lumen does it. I mean, she really puts the teachers on notice and says, you're not leading. You're asking good questions and you're finding them amazing when they come up with solutions. And people sometimes have a hard time with that. And she's strong enough to say, we're doing this because <laughs> right. she doesn't care. <laughs> and the result is always amazing. Um, so I'm loving that whole maker environment. And I love, guys, you know, teachers get nervous because they don't understand the device. I think we're perfectly parked. If we did understand the device, we should pretend we don't. So since you don't understand, you're cast perfectly in the role <laughs> of, of co-learner with the kid. Sure. Yeah, so, you're already so ahead that. of the game. <laughs> right. Right. So this is, again, a fun time to be alive if you just relax and get over the idea that you have to know everything because that's already over. Google kicked your butt 20 years ago. You know, it's, <laughs> it's been over for a while. The sad part is you're still mourning the loss of something that died 20 years ago. Shake it off. <laughs> yeah, I had a request for I had a request for uh, for Office and Word and Excel yesterday. So that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so I'm, I'm not. Cha I'm going to change the change the, the tempo here a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, students as entrepreneurs. Um, I know that's one of your passions, or you have several. I love going to your website because I, I would probably stay on your website for like five days, just trying to get through everything. <laughs> and then you get it, and it's like I love falling the rabbit hole because I, once I jump into one, man, I'm going. It's like okay, well, let's see what this thing's going to take us. <laughs> But uh, students as entrepreneurs, you know, that's something David and, and Greg and I have been talking about at lunch a lot, you know, is giving our students the opportunity to create something and share it. Not necessarily for a profit, but, you know, to right. create something and share right. it. Give it away. Yeah, it, like, well, like it, your son, uh, one world, open world, it's open world project. Right. Wow. You know, I mean, he's an entrepreneur at right. the highest level. Yeah, he's a social entrepreneur, and, and there's such a nice uh, a range of different results you can get from, yes, um, maybe it's good to teach inner, kitty, inner city kids in Flint, Michigan, how to become self-employed entrepreneurs. That's a benevolent act. Maybe in another community, social entrepreneurialism and teaching kids to make the world better, that's a nice thing. Uh, in another community, and maybe these are all the same community, it's okay to teach kids how to build their brand value so once they decide what they want to do, they have something other than being caught flat-footed beginning to build a brand. And I maintain that kids are building brand whether they know it or not, but they're either hurting their opportunities, limiting them, or they're growing them. And I don't think anyone's living in this space and, and tutoring them and teaching them how these days. But the web is so democratic, you know, any of you – you got this show going on, and it's gaining followers, right? Right. It came from nowhere. What is that room there? I mean, it looks like you spent a lot of money on the studio. <laughs> what room is that? Uh, is that it's a closet? It's the it's the magazine room in yes. the uh, Hope High School that we were able to 
uh, procure just moments before the show. <laughs> I, you know, darn it, we thought we could get away with we, uh, we were hoping, radio program. Yeah, but no, it's, it's radio. Nobody else can see this, but, but Kevin sees I, it and calls I it out to the front. I, it's awesome. I think you should take a snapshot of that because it, it's just a part and parcel of this idea, this notion that anyone can start with nothing and grow their 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 influence grow you know grow what they're doing you're doing it right now so you know are the kids doing the same thing and in doing that are they building new viability for the tv show they want someday or the whatever building positive reputation that can be leveraged at the end of the day um for good you know for for whatever so i, I love this idea of teaching kids that they're worth something right now they can build something the world needs. Angela Myers does a great job of this, teaching kids, teaching people that, that they're, they're brilliant. They just have to believe that, that you are worth something right now. I think that's a, that comes to kids too late sometimes, that message. They've already made some mistakes that limit their options before they ever realize they had great options. You know sure. what I mean? Sure, yeah. Well, and it's funny to me, you know, all of this seems to tie together, really, as, as weird as it may sound, throughout a person's lifetime um, in a weird sort of way, especially if they become a teacher, because here's my, and here's where I'm going with this. And by all means, you can throw wads of paper at me or whatever if you need to. <laughs> but my thinking is this, that, you know, when, when we are in school and, and we have this wide open, you know, the, the whole canvas is in front of us and we can do whatever we want. And we have all these options, like you say. And then we start to exercise some of those options and then we have some teachers who embrace that and they tell us, yeah, run with the options. That is awesome. Phenomenal. Go with it. Let me see what you can do. But then we also have some teachers who, uh, you know, they cut that option off. They're like, no, that's not how I want you to do that. You know, that's not how I want you to do that. Or one of the things that I absolutely hated in school, and, and part of the reason why I think I kind of stayed in the shell for so long was because anytime I was wrong, I was shamed, right? Or felt that way anyway. Now, right. maybe I wasn't. Maybe that's, you know, embellishing through those foggy glasses we have when we're looking backwards. But so that then carries to, say, adulthood. And now I am a teacher, right, in front of a classroom. And I am the appointed expert, like we were talking about before. And so now I can't break out of my own shell you know, I, I won't crank that volume up to 10 or even 7.1 because if I mess up, then, you know, then I'm wrong. And basically I, I shun, I, I shame myself. So there's no way I'm going to open myself up to that to a bunch of, you know, students that I'm supposed to be the expert. Right, right. Right. So if your perceived value comes from being right, that's one model. If your perceived value comes from working with kids to find right, hmm. that's another. And I think that's what you just described. If sure. I'm wrong, I'm going to be shamed. Then no child left behind comes along with high stakes testing, right answers to simple questions, and shame you further by putting you in the newspaper, no less. Right. It's a medieval thing, sort of. Um, we're living in an environment, I like to call it dancing in a straitjacket. Um, we're all in straight jackets and asked to dance. Uh, there is maneuvering room in there, right? But the best teachers are ripping the seams and the best administrators are backing those people because at the end of the day, if we create a whole bunch of... Am I back with you? Yeah, you're back. Sorry uh, about that. 
It's okay. If you create a bunch of kids who are little Googles or trying to be Googles because they've memorized a bunch of facts that become hazy as time goes by, they cannot compete with the real Google. If we don't teach them skill sets for leveraging the fact that we have instant available knowledge um, facts so that we can begin to build wisdom on those facts, then we're wasting a whole lot of this, the resource from all of this. I like to say the web and technology prepares a buffet of learning choices, and for the most part, we're eating the napkins. Yes, exactly. Sorry, we, it, we're, we're, there we lost we our go. video. There you are. There you are. We can still hear you. Um, but um, yeah, and, and I love that. I absolutely love that analogy. I've, I've heard you use that before, and, and that, is, that is exactly right. You know, um, I mean, like you said, you know, stepping up, you know, here we have this whole buffet of things in front of us. And we're like you said, you know, we're eating the napkins. You know? I mean, well, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an author and she's been a successful author and she writes books on how to use the Web and Google tools. And we had this very real conversation at ISTE this year. And she said I had to stop writing books because they were stale when they were launched, that Mm -hmm. this is moving faster than that. So I think in some ways school can be that same model, that that we're teaching content that's already obsolete by the time we make it into a lesson plan. So if we can't flow better, if we can't stay somehow synchronized with the outside world and real real reality, so to me the only way you can do that cheaply is to go ahead and anoint the crazies on your faculty who do that for free, (laughs) who just can't stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming them and give them a badge um, because faculties – most good school innovation dies of domestic violence, <laughs> right? So so if, if you don't tell the faculty I have permission, I don't have permission, even if you told me, uh, I'll be attacked. So we got to create these zones, right? These Google's, – Google's one day a week or you know whatever you want to call these zones where we are allowed to suspend the rules and try new things or – the world's going to keep going faster. Schools move at glacial speed when it comes to change. And this big difference between where we are and where the world is, oh, when yeah. it gets big enough, the whole world is going to go around us. Mm-hmm. In some cases, they already are. So if we don't give up a little of the hubris, you know, and say this is the new reality, and some people have to be brave enough to step outside the rules, even though they know they're going to get shot. That's hard. That, yeah. that, and everyone can't do that. It may be that, David, most of your day you do what they tell you, but one hour a day you have begged, borrowed, and stole to create a class where you can try out these new conditions. And then once you start doing great things, you better get the news media in there. You better get the community in there. So they start saying, why does the, doesn't this happen in other classes? And then you say, I don't know. And you, you act humble. Right. <laughs> you can never act like you know or you'll be crucified that day. You have to just act like the lovable <laughs> Gilligan guy. But the truth is – Making change within, within an organism, the white blood cells come for you, hmm. right? Hmm. So the bigger we get you, the faster we get you, the more virulent we get you, the longer you can survive. And I hate to turn you into a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> we got to get you strong because the organism will stomp you, you know, if we can't find some. Maker is one of those exceptions. People seem to be able to let maker be maker. Now, an entrepreneurial class, I think you could do that too. In some schools, it would have to be after school or it would be a threat to the business class. Right. Right? So how do you build those parallel systems that don't kill one another and actually see each other as helpful? That's where I live most days, just trying to find a safe place to do innovation within systems that are a little afraid of innovation. Sure. 
Right. I would say that's like 95% of the systems. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's a lot of schools. That's a lot of, it's not just schools. I, I, I've had the opportunity to visit lots of startups, you know, and some small startups to, you know, ten, five or 10 people to 50 or 100. You know, and it's interesting, they, that's the first thing they have to get past is exactly what we're talking about because it's, it, they can attack one another and they, that's how most startups fail is just from the inside. And, and that's what's been happening in the last two decades in education. We're failing from the inside because I, I, I always say we get these young teachers in and, and here we kind of have this thing of, hey, we want you to make a name for yourself. Make a name for yourself. Do whatever you got to do. You know, make a name for a good name, not the bad way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's two ways to do that. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, and, and I think that's the hard part is we always are beating our heads to not the, the old school of tech. Lock everything down. Don't yeah. let them go anywhere except these places. We're not that way anymore. I want you to go. Hey, there's a door. I'm gonna stick my I'm gonna stick my head into it and walk through it and see what's going on. But you have so many folks that are just don't walk in that door. Don't you dare walk through that door. Over here in the English department, we only use this door right here. You know, it, that seems to be one of our biggest problems that we have for for us. Yep. And I'm probably that's probably what you're seeing. Like you said, I'm sure that's what keeps you awake at night. We seem to now as a board member, I, I've 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 witnessed change in my district and, and I got some ideas about how to get people to buy into change but what becomes clear is and I, I, I ask schools this question is your school global or snow global <laughs> now, now let me <laughs> let me qualify that so if you're if you're really great this year you made AYP look at your test scores and we tend to fall in love with exactly that and we build a globe around it and so it's protected and then it sits on a shelf and gets old the schools that I find that are farthest behind were farthest ahead 10 years ago. Hmm. And they build a snow globe. Um, so those are the kind of questions you want people to ask. You want to say how to the, the new norm is change. When you fall in love with that and you get okay with that, we're on the right course. For instance, my district is an Apple Distinguished Program. Um, we were very proud of that. We wanted the community to be proud of that. But don't marry that forever. We're dating that. We're not marrying it because we have other fish to fry. We want to do things with Chrome. We want to do things with other devices. We want to be device agnostic in a few years and bring your own device. If we if we marry and make a snow globe around iPads, then we're a one-trick pony and, right. and we don't change. Uh, that's the biggest thing that scares me is that sometimes our biggest moments of innovation can be the nail in our coffin if we get too proud of it. We in this profession are prone to laminating things. And once we laminate them, they last 20 years. We got to throw away the laminator, you know, and, and build a new model. I, I think if one way you could say this is we got to move away from whose life, whose life is it anyway, which is a wonderful romantic script, to whose line is it anyway, which is an ever-changing show. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Um, and, and while the purists liked whose life is it anyway because they had a part in the play, the kids didn't have a part. <laughs> They were student one, student two, right, student right. three, janitor one, scary guy from another country, whatever we, whatever, <laughs> we, whatever we did back then. But now how do we change all of that? Mm -hmm. how, how do we do that? And, and, and so I don't know about you guys, but I'm always looking for those schools that are really doing what they say. And I could tell you on one hand the ones I found that I think are the best in the world um, and I want to start collecting these. And, 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 look, I don't want to get competitive. We, we do that. We're as good as they are. We, we do that. It started with mascots in sports. 
we're going to beat them tonight. You know, hey, 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 you know, beat them all the way. Whatever we do there, we got to stop doing that and start partnering with other schools and not put competition in between us and learning from other people. Okay, I went on for a long time there. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. No, that that is phenomenal. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, but that, that is exactly the right course. Uh, You know, that's, that's the path we're hoping anyway to help our schools you know, get on. Um, and I, I don't know, it, it, sometimes it seems very overwhelming and especially from, um, you know, frankly, you've got, generally speaking, we are regarded as, you know, three tech guys. Yes. What do you guys know about education? What do you guys know about, you know, now, okay. So one of us here actually was a certified teacher, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, so I, I think that that also comes into play. Um, but I, have, I think you have to kind of grasp on to whatever, whatever those little victories are, those little pat on the back. I, I do love the whole lamination thing. That's because that, that is, yeah, that I'll is be stealing so that dead on. But um, you know, I even look at, at something that, that Ben, your son, posted the other day um, about, um, and I, I can't remember the, the whole thing, but the gist of it was that uh, essentially um, changing things on a global scale is next to impossible right and and it was uh, and I, I mean i could tell it looked like he was struggling with some things you know i mean he had he had just been overseas saw some rough stuff over there and, and part of his open world project and had come back and was kind of contemplating things and and i just said yeah but look what you're doing with open world you don't real you may not realize that you know you are affecting that change in your way in that yes in in that one currently focused place but you're making you're helping make that change there and right. I, and I think that's part of part of the problem we run into in a school environment or if we you know take it out globally but even in a school environment I think that's one of the things we run into is you know the problem seems so huge and insurmountable and and change is such a big scary nasty four-letter word and you know so how am i supposed to make change how can i make change or i can't make change because i'm just this one little person you know i'm not gonna but the truth is if we do one you can do you can do one little thing and and it can make all the difference in the world i I watched your i watched your ted talk um that you did with the students that you had posted. I think you posted it yesterday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one of the things that stuck out that goes right along with this, especially when you're dealing with students, was how you had the one teacher who almost put their arm around you. <laughs> but then you had the other teacher who did. Yeah. You know, and it's that one little thing, you know, that one little change that impacted you, impacted your world, ultimately impacted her world. Yeah. You know, um, I like superhero comics and I like the, you know, watching the movies that come from those things. And there's always that moment when a regular person becomes a superhero because of some intervening variable. And I think that that's I know this has something to do with what you just said. You know, that model where they say uh, the guy was throwing starfish back in the ocean and there were thousands on the beach. And the guy said, what difference does it make? And he said, it made a difference to that one. Yes. Well, we're in a place where we can, yes, we can help a starfish, but we can teach the starfish how to help other starfish, mm-hmm. and we really can do this by orders of magnitude. With social media like Twitter, 
the things we can do, Periscope, what I'm in love with Periscope, yeah. learning a lot fast. Are you guys using Periscope? Oh, yeah. I, oh, my dabbling, gosh. Dabbling a little bit. But, I watch yeah. a lot of stuff on Periscope. <laughs> it's extremely distracting when you're broadcasting and getting the kinds of comments you can get from the open world. Um, it could throw you off a little bit. So I'm trying to learn the ins and outs of how to broadcast without without letting the trolls knock me off center. Eh, you know, it's like teaching a, a really tough, rowdy high school class, probably. Um, but anyway, as, as we look at this, you know, David, you said, you know, we talked and now you're doing this. Okay, that starfish is out there helping other starfish, and it just keeps getting bigger. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm a cockeyed optimist, but I believe in the movement. And movement just implies that. Movement, right? Mm -hmm. One step. But yes. long as there's movement, th there's something to be optimistic about. It's when people cross their arms and say no that worries me. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's uh, one of the things, one of the expressions that I, that I use very frequently, probably to a fault to those that I that I throw it at often, is, um, you know, any time or not any time, most of the time, when I'm called to help somebody solve a problem, I go in with the idea, with, with the, at least my goal, is not to solve their problem, but to help them solve the problem. And, I, and what I tell them is, I would much rather teach you to fish than fish for you. Right. And if ultimately, I, and I, I did some outside consulting work for um, a company once, and, and I taught their, um, kind of their person who was kind of the de facto tech person, she was learning things and, and trying to catch up to speed and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I was teaching her more and more. And, and she said, but doesn't this put you out of a job? You know, I'm not going to need you if I know. And I said, yeah, but so what? Yeah. You know, I would much rather you know how to do this. I would much rather teach you to fish than to fish for you. I said, you because know, now you can turn around yeah. and you can either help somebody by, by fishing for them if the need be, or better yet, now you know and you can teach someone else how to fish that particular pond. I mean, yeah. and pe pe people fear that empowering people will take away whatever you had. And in my experience and yours, David, they want new things once they learn how to do those first level things. Mm -hmm. Then, then you get a chance to come in and do something that matters and teach them something new. I've never found that it puts you out of a job to empower people. The opposite is true. Yes. But I think some people are afraid of that. If I'm not the expert in the room, then I don't have a role to play. Right. That's, and I understand that fear. I can understand, but we're living in different times now. Um, I think it's much more exciting than it ever was before. But I think that's a mindset that you have to grow and embrace, you know? Well, so tell me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, the young, the young Jedi in the cool hat over there on the right, you know, I haven't Greg, heard much hasn't from said him. said three words. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, what's popping into your mind? Because, you know, there are generational differences in the way we approach all of these questions. Are there any things that are popping into your mind that are making you think, yeah, but, or what about, or... What isn't being talked about here that should be? Uh, the the main thing that I, I'm I'm you know I'm the the guy who's usually down in the basement who's concerned with making things work. Um, and all you guys are, are very big picture thinkers where you think of okay th these are the big concepts. I'm more concerned with okay what's step one, what's step two, how do we get to where you're talking about? What are right. what what in your mind is like okay what's the first step to achieve? in your mind, your, your goal of, of this idea where we're all, all of our teachers and all of our administrators are open to being wrong and open to, how do we even begin that process? 
Let's paint a picture because a lot of times I think you have to see yourself there to start. So if you're working with a faculty, you've got all of that diversity and you've got all that diversity of experience. Um, so that's hard, right? An administrator's job and an educational leader's job is is not is is a challenging as it's ever been okay. while the upside is exciting. So let's create a circumstance where we can bend the rules and no one is afraid of being wrong. No one is afraid of being called out. Um, that's why I name things crazy things like digital dumpster diving. But in that day, and you're invited, and a lot of times you, the yous of this world are not invited to the PD that I'm leading. <laughs> so how in the world is the guy who's going to make it work not invited to that? Mm, and yeah. not only that, but you don't even know why they want things. All you know is that you've been told that if anyone sees boobies, you're fired. So, 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 so no one has changed the rules for you. Right. So we're going to invite you to the conversation. And I think if, if, if we were all sitting there and said, guys, we're on an island and every day new tools wash up on the beach that change the way things work on this island, right? So today uh, Periscope washed up. So I need everyone to look at it before we play with it. You look at it and make sure it's not a bomb. You look at it, you look at it and make sure no one gets fired. You look at it for all the things it can do and bring to the classroom. Once we decide how to tame that tool, it's part of our island, and something else comes tomorrow washing up on the shore. And so we have a procedure. But you're always invited to that because if we're not inviting the guy that makes it work, opens the ports, makes the exceptions – if that guy isn't also invited to go out and find 10 acceptable use policies for that tool, which are out there if you're on Twitter and connected, I'm not as brave as I seem. I go out there and look for other people's experience because I don't want to step in everything they stepped in. Yeah. We can do that now. <laughs> yes. So so I want to make sure my IT team is as connected as anyone, anyone in the district. I want them to say, wait a minute, we can do that. It's not illegal. Actually, they've been using it in Tampa, Florida for the last 10 years under these conditions. We can use that. I want him to say that. Right. Not that he doesn't know at all and says, well, it's kind of risky. We'll lose our E-rate mon no, money gosh, going yeah. all the way back because <laughs> um, uh, HIPAA, SIPAA, uh, DARPA, yeah. and yeah. COPPA, yeah. Uh, acronym, a whole acronym, bunch of other acronym, scary acronym. acronyms, and suddenly the whole thing slams shut. Um, I instead want to take you to the big conference so you know why people are asking for this. You know how they can actually do it. I'll pay you double, but I've got to keep you – there, I can't let you get into a snow globe yourself. And often right. IT guys, they don't mean to, but they get overworked with level one, level two tech support, oh, yeah. and they can't ever get to this place I'm talking about. Or they we get gotta so, get... yeah, or they get so isolated in a, in a in a dark basement somewhere that they never see the real world, and so all they see is the the failures and the problems and this that and the you other. know. If Wait, I are had you saying that I isolate you in a basement? <laughs> Only in the best way possible. <laughs> he's down there going. He's going down. There. It's my stapler. It's my stapler. <laughs> no, but no, I come in. Just... I come in in a laser. Lasers. <laughs> off my left eyebrow. <laughs> I've seen this. If I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times. The IT person sometimes becomes a dragon in a lair, oh, yeah. and they're blamed for everything uh, because people manifest their fears of change, and they give it to the lightning rod. And the lightning rod is the person who's perceived as knowing the most about, you're causing this problem. Uh, you know, this thing happened. Let's burn the castle. Uh, they don't know why, but people do this. And so I think you've got to get you into the daylight right beside those practitioners so that you totally get it. You may have an idea of how to do something so simply that we saved $10,000 on that stupid software we almost bought because now you know what <laughs> oh, we're trying gosh. to do. Not, not exactly what we're doing, but what we're trying to do. You know why. See, how got easy. Heck, most of us can do how. Why is still important, and I don't think they give you the why very often. Yeah, mm -hmm. that does happen quite a bit. Not, not necessarily in my case. Because not on I, purpose. I have, I, have Jeff, I have Jeff on on my side to handle the... 
that particular role. But yeah, it, uh, in a lot of places that we see in a lot of different districts, that's exactly what happens. I think we got to take the IT and demystify IT. Get away. Remember how we started? We called them things like uh, webmaster. <laughs> we, implied yes. a, we implied there was a priesthood of tech. And that, you know, if you if you ask me right, I may give you a button on the website, but you got to tell me <laughs> right. why. Um, yes. And, yes. and, and, yes. and that, that cast IT people in the role of, uh, of this arrogant expert. Mm. And now that we're end user, um, I think we got to recast them. We got to get them out there and make them into reluctant rock stars so that they say, that's a person down there. That could be my son. Um, it, it'd be nicer to you. I don't know where they put their frustrations and fears. I mean, we got to find a box to put all that in. Because it's going to happen. People mm -hmm. naturally yeah. get mad. They attack the wrong thing. You know why? They're up to their armpits and kids, and they're up to their armpits and pressure. Oh, yeah, I don't right. Everybody is. freaked out. How do we change the tone and the culture at the MASH hospital so we save more patients? Because getting more scared isn't the answer. Right, you know? right, right, right. And that's the hard part is the, the how do we do that? How do we make that change? So I'm not trying to put a kibosh on this thing, <laughs> but but we're running at 58 minutes and we usually go an hour, but we're going to go over it and we don't care. <laughs> but the, the one thing I want to ask you is uh, we like to feature a song from an artist on the web every week. That's just the musician in me. I like to help out folks. Do you cool. mind if we play I Need My Teachers to Learn? No, which one are you going to do? The one, the remake uh, or the of, original? This is the one off of iTunes. Um, I think it's the original one. Cool. If it's just me and a guitar and sounds pretty bad, that's the original. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's I funny is to I, it, it sounded great. I, I, that's actually my favorite version. I mean, it really is. I, I like the original version that is the more ballad. Yeah. Um, now, I will say I do like the up more. You know, I do like the up tempo kind of remixed rock version. But to me, the, the ballad version is just I don't know. I There's what, something very poignant. Someday about we'll it, do so. a show. I'll bring my upright plug into my iPad and we'll do a, we'll try to do something live that would be so much yeah fun. that'd be awesome yeah okay, so, so, so um you're listening to radio.edutechguys.com we've been talking with Kevin Honeycutt and now we're going to go to our featured artist of the day who is Kevin Honeycutt uh, we're going to listen to I need my teachers to learn so uh, sit back and relax it's about three minutes it's a great song listen to the words I think it'll mean a lot to most of you listening In the 27th row of her college class She was working real hard, trying to pass She studied all night for the test she took But she couldn't use the notes on her own MacBook He told them that note cards were the things they needed And he wouldn't change his mind, though she begged and pleaded The dark red F was no surprise As the tears formed in her eyes she said, kids are changing, any fool can tell. And the ways that you teach them have to change as well. You might not like it because we grow up fast. But prepare us for the future and not your past. There's not one minute to burn. I need my teachers to learn. In detention hall. There's a quiet young man with his head hung low, phone in his hand. He's asking his dad to feed his dog, cause he tried to post a story on his own blog. He was hoping that people would read his words, cause an audience of one seemed a bit absurd. Whatever happened to compromise, he said the school should realize. 
kids are changing, any fool can tell. And the ways that you're teaching have to change as well. You might not like it because they grow up fast, but prepare them for the future, not your past. There's not one minute to burn. They need their teachers to learn. In a third grade room in a tiny town, there's a blue-eyed girl who's feeling down. She tried to bring her daddy to show and tell He was gonna Skype them and wish them well She showed them all the camera on her mom's netbook But they wouldn't let her do it on a school network The man in camo never called He was blocked by a firewall Things are changing, any fool can tell And the ways that you're teaching have to change as well you might not like it cause they grow up fast But prepare them for the future and not your past There's not one minute to burn They need their teachers to learn They need their teachers to learn Hey, you're listening to Kevin Honeycutt there on um, radio.edutechguys.com. Great tune. I need my teachers to learn. You can find that on iTunes. You can also look on uh, YouTube. There's tons of uh, copies of that on YouTube. You can also visit Kevin's website, Kevin Honeycutt, K-E-V-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T.com. Org. Org. Uh, org, sorry. <laughs> I think com goes the same place, doesn't it? It okay. does. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, so dot com or dot org. Um, also, catch him on Twitter, at Kevin Honeycutt. And he's on Facebook. So, uh, you know, f- you can find him anywhere on the web. He will. It's AI. He has transcended into that. <laughs> the singularity has occurred. And but we're back. That Honeycutt. was a great tune. Uh, Kevin, tell us about that song. You know, I wrote that because I was frustrated. Um, I was visiting schools and trying to open up uh, YouTube um, and trying to open up Skype and, and get schools to look at all the opportunities they had uh, to, to learn in other ways. And most places I was going, I couldn't get Skype open. They wouldn't open up that port, um, and there was a perceived, you know, fear of vulnerability, all kinds of things. It didn't matter. At the end of the day, I couldn't do the things I needed to do, and I couldn't show teachers the resources. And so I wrote that to try to, almost a guilt trip of sorts, to say, don't be the guy, don't be the guy that let the little girl not talk to her father. It hit their heartstrings, and it made them think again. Um, so that, and you know, I put that out, and it went semi-viral. Um, and I thought, cool, I can use music to get people to think big, big thoughts. Now, all of those songs on iTunes, the money that I make from any of that, which is about five dollars a year, goes to my son's, <laughs> goes to my son's open world project. So I'm not like making, you know, personal money from any of that. I just give whatever I can to help, uh, to help, you know. So I hope I answered the question somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so awesome. tell us a little more about open world project. You know, Ben, my son Ben, um, as a senior, was was challenged to do what they called a, a legacy project. And all the kids in his high school have this challenge. Now, that can mean lots of things. It can mean raise money and buy a, a trophy case. It can mean raise money and buy a bench with your name on it. Um, so it didn't really necessarily say go make the world better. But Ben's interpretation was if I'm doing this, I want to make a difference somewhere. So he asked me if I knew any teachers that were in need. And because we're a teaching family. 
and I introduced him to Govinda Prasad Panthi, um, who was work, uh, teaching in a small, like a Adobe brick school in Bagshwari, Nepal. Um, and so Ben reached out to him and I said, Ben, don't waste this man's time. This guy's got to walk to an internet cafe and spend his own money to get online. So if you can't help him, don't string him along. So, you know, he looked at that. And the first thing he realized is that the way Govinda was communicating to people didn't, it didn't exactly meet the way the West hears things. He would say, help our school, help our school, which in our mind sounds like a charlatan or someone trying to get over. We've all had that email from the African prince wanting to put his millions of dollars in our account. So Wait, we've been trained. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we've been trained not to trust. And so what Ben was able to do was teach Govinda how to leverage social media, how to find his voice to speak to teachers and to speak to people in, in America. And it was years of fundraising and leveraging social media to do the smallest things. David, you were talking about those small things that we do. The small thing was first buying him two computers and internet connectivity, and then you know that kept growing. What happened is Ben couldn't stop. Um, he didn't see an end to his, his responsibility here. So when he went off to KU, he officially started this open world cause found foundation and other kids joined and Connor came in and, uh, and uh, these other kids have jumped in from the sides. And now it was five kids who went to Nepal. So as a kind of a capstone, uh, this summer, they, they did a separate fundraiser and raised money and went to Nepal, put boots on the ground for nearly a month because their thought is that you can hurt people with your help. If you don't mm-hmm. understand them, you have to understand how to, appropriately help people. And that means taking a little longer than a Google search and throwing money at someone and feeling good about yourself. That's the Western drive-by help model. The real model is, how do I really help these people? What do they really need? If you buy them a 3D printer and they don't have electricity, did you help them? Um, So you have to understand their grid is only online so many hours a day. The first thing to do is get them a solar panel and the capacity to have electricity a little bit longer. It's not as sexy, sorry. The, the, The first thing to do is to make sure they all have clean water. So one of Ben's friends, an underclassman at the time, started Project Puris, and they went over there and brought water filters so that every family has a filter. And they pour their their water into a big bucket. When it comes out, it's clean, and they don't get diseases. That's number one. Number two is do something cool and sexy. Everyone wants to do that first, and I think that's arrogant. The first thing you find out. And so these kids actually did their research. And the next school is a school in Africa that they're going to help. And they're going to keep going. But in every case, they're going to try their best to learn what the reality is in these places. That is awesome. How do you really help them? How do you purchase land in that country? What are the rules? Um, how do you send something over there? For instance, if you send a $1,000 piece of technology to Nepal, it's probably never going to leave customs because they, they have exorbitant taxes on anything that's expensive. So it might cost Govinda $3,000 to get it out of customs. Mm. So you just hurt him because he's probably going to get in trouble for leaving it there, and he doesn't have the money to get it out. But you didn't study. How do I really help him? The best thing to do is to raise money and let him go to Kathmandu where he can get the lowest price. They still have access to technology. It doesn't have to come from us. Sure. All right, so that's a learning thing that you have to learn about. about. Now, that's that country. I wonder how other countries work. Yeah. Right. So this takes time. Like he said, it's messy to help people on a world level. You, you've got to stop long enough to study the world, you know. Yes, absolutely. Well, the yeah. cool thing is, is that he's happy. Yeah. I mean, 
He's fulfilled. Yeah. I, I, I'm so glad when students or kids follow their dreams and make a life that they can live with, you know, that, that they can wake up every day and go, great, where am I going today with my backpack? And that's all I need, my backpack and my shoes, and let's go do this. That's mm -hmm. awesome to me. Yeah. I think we all, I think if, at his age, if I'd have done anything like that, I mean, what was I doing at his age? I was listening to ACDC, drinking Dr. Pepper and eating white powdered donuts. That was my life. <laughs> I look at these kids. This generation of kids seems to be very prone to activism. And we have this chance to give them the tools and mentor them to really take that as far as they want to take it, yeah. really. I mean, it starts with a class project in kindergarten where you raised money and bought a a, um, a goat for a family in Uganda and they have you know new things they can do because you did one fundraiser but I want to start them young thinking of more than their their food and their presence and their possessions uh, you know what I mean this world can be a very selfish place if we if, if we don't sort of anoint people to think outside themselves you know mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. well and I think I, I, I think um, a lot of Really, as as a whole, you know, uh, this young generation gets a, a bad rap uh, for being that you know kind of selfish, self-centered. Give me all these gadgets, you know, but I think really, uh, and I and I look at my daughter, um, uh, you know, and look at some some of the stuff that she says, you know, listen to some of the things that she says, and and she's in the process of trying to kind of discover her open world project. You know, they 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 want to be involved. They want to do something, and and I think part of the I think part of the problem is that, you know, a lot of the older generation that's not really how that that's not our mindset. So we have a hard time helping them do something, right? Right. Yeah. The only thing you know, if we put ourselves in the role of letting them teach us, mm -hmm. we can do that. We can do that. I think it's hard to believe. Um, sometimes that there's this generation of kids who actually really care about doing something outside themselves that doesn't yeah. maybe give them a direct payback. Uh, and that's why this entrepreneur thing we are talking about, social entrepreneurialism, I think is a beautiful thing. I, I don't think it has to be one thing or another. I think it can be both and. Maybe they sure. have a business that gives them the capacity to do the social good. Um, one thing doesn't annihilate the other. They can live beside each other sure, i think absolutely. that we could start the biggest thing i think is that we got to take kids digital time and give them some challenges right um that they can do i call it digital placeholder behavior things they do that will help them later they can bank goodwill they can bank scholarship opportunities they can bank perceived uh, brand value mm -hmm. on their name all of those things so having a new baby that's three and a half months old has got my brain thinking in new ways what do I need to do to get him ready? Uh, do I need to buy his name? Um, .com.org? Right, right. <laughs> yes, you do. Do I need to give him an account on every social network just as a placeholder? He may never use it, but it'd be smart if I got that for him so he'd have those options. Right. Um, but, you know, this is a new way to think, especially he's, he's brand new. There's going to be so much that happens that I don't understand. Um, how do I clear the path for him so he can be amazing? Um, and I think that's a way all teachers should be thinking all the time, you know. I've been very lucky. This guy, my own digital ninja, um, has changed. Uh, for those of you listening on the radio, he's pointing to Greg. Yeah, sorry, I was pointing to Greg. <laughs> not David. No. 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 <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no, but, you know, Greg changed my digital presence, my digital mindset. 
of how I looked at the web and how I looked at things because I, I became the tech coordinator here in 97 while I was still a band director. And that was when Microsoft ruled the world and we locked everything down and SIPA was you know, not even heard of yet, but you know. But this guy, if I walk into his office and I say, hey, I wanna do this with unicorns and butterflies and I want ones and zeros do, to fill do, the room. Do you want monarchs? Do you want, I mean, and like, that's give me the thing that I get, you know, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, man, let's make it happen. We're gonna find a way, we're gonna use uh, iBeacons and NFC tags and we're gonna use <laughs> Raspberry Pi with a camera attached to it. it it's, uh, that's what's happened to me and my daughters. I'm wide open to anything at this point. Mm -hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be. I've, 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 I am not censoring anything. Love it. So I, that's the best thing that's happened with me hiring. And he, he's, a, he's not that young of a guy. He's, old, uh, he's like an old 28, 29. 20, 20, just 27. 27. Just 27. Yeah, see, I'm losing track of how old. <laughs> I missed your birthday. No. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think it's interesting. You say about buying your son's uh, name. Yeah, you got to do that. Because I was, I was coming down the stairs last night with my iPad watching a video of something, and I thought, wow, you know, I remember when the best, best TV that I remember seeing was a black and white TV from TGNY that was, you know, <laughs> three inches by. You know, I was like, where have we come in my lifetime? Mm -hmm. And what are my girls going to see? And what's your son going to see but, right. and do and be a part of? That, that boggles my mind every day. Maybe I need to get out of education and go on the road. That's what I need to do. <laughs> I think he's frozen. Did we lose him? I think we might have. Nope. Nope. I'm back. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Last thing I heard was, what are my girls going to see? And I know that, I know that feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, you're vulnerable when you open yourself up and try new things, but I think you're less vulnerable than if you don't try new things. I think to be illiterate these days is more dangerous than taking a few risks. Um, but uh, here's the other thing I like to tell people is if you're going to open things up, the new filter should be curricular, and we should be building that filter uh, that's, that's taught, right? Because it's portable, it goes with them where they go. And it starts with doing great things instead of just doing random things. And the other is to start thinking about your reputation. Uh, and it's hard to teach kids this because it takes a while in life to realize that your reputation is, is more important than you realized. Mm -hmm. um, so, so when you start doing projects to help other people and you realize that a loss in your reputation is a loss to the people you're trying to help, then by extension – it's extrinsic, but it's a way to sort of simulate self-concern until you get self-concern. That's what the last thing to, 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 to arrive in the human you know, prefrontal cortex is realizing, uh, I'm causing these problems. <laughs> I need to not do that anymore. <laughs> so one of the things we have to do. So I think uh, projects can be kids' you know, extrinsic self-concern until they get an intrinsic one. Yeah. Anyway. So, a couple last questions. Um, where can we find you? Where can the listeners find you this rest of this year? You got some big conferences coming up before. Oh the my gosh! Do I have a picture somewhere? I'm a little over the Midwest. I tend to be a Midwest phenomenon. Um, I do some California and some New York, but I do a lot of Minnesota, the Dakotas. I'll be in Arkansas near Hot Springs um, coming up. I was just looking at that date because David, we got to hang out, man. Well, I want to get to. I didn't realize you were coming to town, <laughs> meaning yeah, Arkansas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Country. Measurement of time. I have an outside of uh, what is it outside of Hot Springs. Let me see what the event is. Um, in the morning, high school principals. 
Um, don't have many many details right now. Little Rock is closest. Uh, I have a keynote at a high school principals conference. Uh, I'll get you more details, or Brenda can get you more details too. Um, I'll post her contact. I'm assuming it's also on your website where you are and where you're going. Kind of, but it's really hard to keep that keep, keep that today, uh, yeah. current, and so I almost need to pull it down because it's not fresh. I wish there was an easy way I could just. Well, you guys would have to help me share my calendar so everyone can see it without having access to the whole calendar. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, let's um, schedule. Let's schedule. Kevin yeah, to go that's right. Oh. I've puzzled over that for a while, but. Uh, yeah, I need to have a better. I know there's an easy way I can do that. I just need to ask a fifth grader to help me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, so it's funny though. I, okay, you say you're mostly, you know, Midwest, and you do a little California, a little, you know, New York, but um, you also go to New Zealand pretty regularly. You know, I, it's just you are I, you travel the world. I, I don't want I don't want <laughs> listeners to you know you're you're very. I will say you are very humble um, uh, for, what, nice. for what I, you do and and for the impact that you have. I mean, I, you know. I, you're nice to say that. You know, the you fun are. part about going to other countries is that you get uh, exposed to all those dialects and all those different realities. And you know me, I'll pick up dialects <laughs> wherever I go, right? Yeah. So what, last time I, I was on uh, Groot Island in Northern Territory, uh, Australia, Groot Island, G-R-O-O-T-O, uh, one of the guys said to me, uh, Kevin, Kevin, I'm Kevin over there. <laughs> and, they'll say, and they'll say, how you going, David? It means how you doing, right? Uh -huh. How you going? Um, anyway, how you going, Kevin? Hey, uh, point of information, don't go near the water. And I said, why? He said, a croc took a man last week. Oh my God. And he said it like he took, took him to the library or something. <laughs> Just, he took a man, right? So right. I could be the next man. And everything there is conspiring to try to kill you, and I'm trying to be cool. But, but uh, you know, frankly, I'm sweating. I got half-crescent boob rings. Um, so, so, you know, I've given up the idea of being cool. But what's fun is hearing all these different dialects and these different philosophies of education. And I find New Zealand... And I find Australia to be pretty, pretty amazing places for people to think big thoughts. And very much like the Midwest, I think in the Midwest of the United States, I think we're very practical. If something works, we'll try it, mm -hmm. you know, and I like that mindset. I think if you have that mindset, you can do almost anything. And sure. so I think I could take a lot of people from the Midwest right to Australia and they would fit right in. <laughs> um, just watch out for the crocs and the box jellyfish and the oh, dingoes. The dingoes. And Tommy... <laughs> Tommy kangaroo down, mate. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because here in the South, we're all traditional. We do everything just like we did it 65 years ago. Nah, it seems like it, that's the difference between there. Yeah. Hey, uh, if you're listening, um, the Angels of My Education, uh, that's the TEDx talk for TED Talk Kids. Is that right? And uh, that one's out, out there on Twitter. We just posted the link. And uh, you can catch Kevin's stuff at kevinhoneycutt.org or .com. And follow him on Twitter at Kevin Honeycutt, K-E-V-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T. -T. Um, I want to say thank you, Kevin, for being here today. Absolutely. Yes, thank you very much. This has been awesome. Yes. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, and uh, appreciate you uh, taking time out of your crazy uh, schedule. Um, and, and more importantly, taking – I don't know how Michelle let you get away this long uh, <laughs> from uh, Gibson, but uh, – um, Yeah, appreciate it. Well, hopefully so soon next I get time to meet we'll, you. We'll, we get to meet up live. We'll bring Greg, and uh, I'll bring my axe, and we'll definitely have to jam together. 
Hey, tell Brenda, uh, David, you, you're in touch with her. Tell yeah. her that when I come down to Hot Springs that we got to set something up so we can do that. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be, that, Periscope yeah, that'll be the great. whole thing. That'll okay. be awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we'll do some kind of after hours shindig. <laughs> there yeah. you go. That'll be yeah. cool. I'm honored that you guys had me on. Um, thank you. I want to do this again sometime. Hey, absolutely. That's and uh, we awesome. definitely appreciate, uh, like I said, you taking time out to come on and, and visit with us and share your thoughts and uh, definitely uh, give Gibson a, a peck on the cheek for me. Um, I can't wait to meet Will the do. little guy in person. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Thanks, Kevin. Take care, guys. You're listening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bye. You're listening to radio.edutechguys.com. Uh, I've had a great day here with uh, Kevin Honeycutt. Uh, wonderful interview. Got to learn a lot of great stuff about him, about his, his stance on a lot of good stuff that we're all dealing with because it's education, baby. Um, I'll tell you what. We're going to head out of here. It's been a great show. Um, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. And uh, I'm David Henderson. We want to thank uh, Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools for us to do this each week. And we will see you next week on the radio. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site, this program, to those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.